We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. going on everybody welcome to striking gold your 49ers podcast on the blue wire network my name of course is rob louder i cover the 49ers for all of you fine folks and there's a very good chance that if you are listening to this you know exactly what kind of day we just had on tuesday march 8th tuesday march 8th was a wild day in the nfl an absolutely wild day in the NFL. One of the 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 craziest days we've had in quite some time. Now it's not like I have some memory bank in my head that I'm just keeping track of <laughs> the crazy days we've had, but today was crazy. Not only was it crazy, but it was a little bit like Christmas for 49ers fans who have been waiting for this day for a long time. No matter what happens, from here, no matter what craziness could ensue from this move, the 49er fans have been waiting for this moment for a very, very long time. Russell Wilson is no longer the quarterback of the Seattle Seahawks. Thump thump your tables, thump the ground, tap your feet, bang on the wall, cheer out loud, yell out loud, whatever you want to do right now to just let out just a little bit of joy that I know you are feeling. Russell Wilson, Mr. Unlimited, so bad, is no longer on the Seahawks. Russell Wilson was traded to the Denver Broncos for an absolute hailstorm of draft picks slash players. Okay, so here was the total take for the Seahawks in dealing one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL who is still relatively young in the quarterback line of thing, in the quarterback, you know, relative to other quarterbacks. 
So Seattle got two first-round picks, two second-round picks, a fifth-round pick, quarterback Drew Locke, <laughs> tight end Noah Fant, and defensive lineman Shelby Harris. Seattle gave up Russell Wilson and a fourth-round pick. Man, Adam Schefter coming in swinging. Let me go. I, I want to go down to, yeah, okay. Here's Adam Schefter's original tweet, which has over 50,000 retweets and nearly 100,000 likes. Blockbuster, after weeks of negotiations in one of the largest trades in NFL history, the Seattle Seahawks and Denver Broncos have agreed to terms for a deal involving Super Bowl winning quarterback Russell Wilson, sources tell ESPN, trade is pending a physical and Wilson's approval. Boom, man. Talk about a Schefter bomb there. Unbelievable. I had to like look at the tweet for about five minutes just to like make sure that it was not from some type of fake account, you know, from like Adam, Adam Schefter or something like that. So it's, and it's not fake. It happened. Seattle, Russell Wilson is no longer the quarterback of the Seattle Seahawks. And obviously they've got a ton of draft capital and some solid players, players to come by. Not necessarily a solid quarterback, but man, 49ers fans have been waiting for this moment for a long time. Now I can tell that my voice may be a tad more nasally, Kermity, Ray romano than it usually is. Um, I had a baseball game today, standing out in the grass for a couple hours. Never really does me... Uh, does me any good. Thanks, Dad, for the uh, genetic allergies. But good news is we got the win, 13-2. to two. Hell of a win. Hell of a win for my boys out there on the baseball field. But anyways, continuing on, I digress. Russell Wilson obviously wanted out of Seattle. He's a We know no matter how corny he is, he's obviously a pro's pro, um, almost to a fault. And But it's clear that he wanted out of Seattle. And this was probably something that was kind of guided by him you know, obviously he had to sign a no trade clause and, or, you know, waive his no trade clause, which I'm sure involves a signature so that he could be traded to the Broncos. And, you know, now he goes to a Denver Broncos team with, with what Cortland Sutton, Jerry, Judy, Tim Patrick, who used to be on the 49ers roster, by the way, hell of a wide receiver core over there. He's going to be throwing the ball. They got that brand new running back Williams. I think it is. Deontay? Is it Deontay Williams? I don't want to butcher his name, but I know it's going to be a good team. It's going to be a good team. The Denver Broncos were finding ways to win with a crappy quarterback. Now they got Russell Wilson going in there. So, uh, you know, big come up for them, no matter what the draft capital is. When you can get a quarterback like Russell Wilson, uh, you just you go for it. And, and they did, obviously. But it was clear that Russell wanted out of Seattle. He wouldn't say it publicly. He wouldn't start some type of, you know, hailstorm on the team that's treated him so well for the last, what, 10 years? Russell Wilson's probably the greatest sports figure in Seattle history, or at least the Seattle Seahawks history, I believe. I just had his name in my uh, in my, uh, in my my head, and now I lost it. The incredible batter that bat- batted with his hat backwards? I'm an idiot. <laughs> we'll get there. Trent Williams offered his reaction on Instagram, basically saying, like, I ain't going to miss you. <laughs> you know, not like hating on Russell Wilson, but the fact that he's uh, he's out of the NFC West is obviously a great news. Is, is obviously great news for the 49ers. Great news for the NFC West. 
I mean, it's just absolutely massive for the 49ers for this to happen, you know, and they're coming up on a, on a pretty pivotable, pivotable, that's a word that I just used after bragging about my conquering of Wordle. Um, pivotable. It's a pretty pivotal time in the 49ers history. You know, obviously the Rams just came away with a Super Bowl win, but I, I feel like, you know, that obviously is a, is a rivalry being renewed. Kind of put that down here on my notes. The Rams and the 49ers have always had that rivalry. But I feel like this season took it up to a notch. Uh, and, and we know the 49ers are going to be capable of beating the Rams. The Rams are going to be capable of beating the 49ers. The Cardinals are all over the place. Who knows what to expect from them uh, with Kyler Murray taking off his team's Instagram pictures and then re-adding his team's Instagram pictures. I mean, that's just stupid. And it, the name I was looking for was Ken Griffey Jr., idiot. Only one of the the best to ever do it, but whatever. <laughs> not not uh, not not. I'm not declaring myself a baseball guy. Trent Williams was like, "Yeah, peace. See ya. Go play in Denver. Go play in Denver, where you also are joined by Patrick Mahomes, um, the Chargers quarterback." I've had a long day, folks. I'm gonna forget every name. That comes my way. And then I'm, I'm going to say Derek Carr, like, you know, but Derek Carr is an above average quarterback. I would say he's right around that 10 to 15 range. Um, but, you know, that, that AFC West is a strong, strong, strong division now. And, and the fact that Russell Wilson wanted to go there, I mean, he's joining a good team. There's no doubt. But he's also going into a – he's going from one hailstorm of a division to another. Justin Herbert was the name I was looking for there. Hey, we're moving, folks. We're moving. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's been a long day. You're out there coaching. It, it, it wears on you. Now, of course, friend of the pod, friend of my life, Chris Biederman, decided to uh, <laughs> uh, do a little bit of a, a little bit of foreboding, I suppose, or kind of crush everybody's dreams. And he said, Seahawks have to be waiting into the Deshaun Watson market with this ammo, right? And damn, could you imagine? Now, I'm not going to make light of the situation that, Russ, that uh, Deshaun Watson is in because there's a lot of serious allegations that are still pending against him. Um, but, man, can you imagine if that goes away and then the Seahawks trade for Deshaun Watson? Like, Jesus. <laughs> there would be no no saving 49ers fans at that point. So shout out to Chris Biederman for uh, for just dunking on everybody in a moment of absolute levity. Um, you know, and one of my – one of the main things that I – that I took away from this trade as I was reading the, the what the Seahawks received is, I mean, the trade's great. Good on the Seahawks for for kind of admitting that they're real rebuilding, and we're going to get to more of that here in a little bit. But what do all those picks matter when your team has absolutely sucked at drafting league? Go look at the Seahawks draft classes. They are not good. A couple hits here and there, you know the names, but the Seahawks have not been good at drafting for a while. Now they got all these picks. And they're still rolling it back with Pete Carroll and John Schneider. So it's like, are we? I mean, you just dealt Russell Wilson, who has been your saving grace for seasons now as the rest of the team around him depleted. And now you're expected to have success without him just because you got draft capital? I don't know. I don't know. And in addition to Russell Wilson, it gets better. The Seahawks just released, like just about an hour before I jumped on here, the Seahawks announced they are releasing all-pro linebacker Bobby Wagner. Kind of like a franchise icon right behind 
Russell Wilson. Now, and I know he had a pretty big cap figure, and obviously he was getting up there in the age, probably lost a step, but you know that's a huge deal. Jimmy Garoppolo loved throwing to Bobby Wagner. I think he did it the last time they played. So, you know, I mean, what a transition for the Seahawks. Just completely started over. And I also read a rumor that Tyler Lockett, their their bona fide number one wide receiver, I mean, I guess I could say not bona fide, but, I mean, he's obviously very good. And it felt like every time Russell Wilson threw that rainbow ball up, Tyler Lockett was trying to run underneath it. So Russell Wilson, Bobby Wagner, gone. And this might not be the end of it. The Seahawks have basically held up a sign to the rest of the league. Give us some years. We're rebuilding. Now, could they have another move in store that completely turns their franchise around in another direction? You know, like Chris Biederman made sure to mention. Sure, but man, as of right now, this team is rebuilding. They are, they haven't even started drawing up the plans yet. So that's rough. Now, could Bobby Wagner be someone the 49ers are interested in? Put him at Wheatside linebacker next to Fred Warner. Bring in Aziz Al-Shair right in, right along that. I, I'm, you know, I, I don't know. Bobby Wagner still has a pretty decent pro football focus grade. I believe it's in the high 70s, which to pro football focus is in the greens. It's a good grade for them. You know, how, how much of a step has he lost? I know I saw our, our friend of the pod, KP, tweet out that he'd be that, you know, amazing player that had just lost a step. But, hey, I mean, adding a veteran, Fred Warner is kind of approaching veteran status when it comes to the league. But, you know, adding somebody like that next to Fred Warner depends on the cost. The 49ers are not going to have a lot of money to, to play with, even if Jimmy G steps out the door anytime soon. But it's something to think about. You know, last time a Seahawk, a prominent Seahawk left Seattle. They both happened to be repped by their own or repped by themselves too, was Richard Sherman. Could Richard Sherman be on the phone with Bobby Wagner saying, Hey man, do what I did. Head down into the 49ers. They know what the fuck they're doing. Kyle's a great coach. You know, I don't know sure how much money they can give you, but Hey, you got you got a you only got two or three years left, man. You might might as well spend them with a good squad on a great defense for a great defensive coordinator. So it could happen, and I, and I think that would be a solid move for the 49ers. It really just depends on how much money they have to throw around, which I can't imagine as much. So you know, just something to thought think about. I'm not saying the 49ers should go and do it. It's just something to think about. A little something, a little something, something to think about. You know, uh, Pete Carroll is 71 years old. John Schneider has not drafted well. Are these the guys that are going to lead that rebuild? Man, that's tough. That's tough. I'm not saying they can't do it. Obviously, Pete Carroll has been a great coach and had a lot of success. But he's 71 years old. And now he's going to have to, like, channel everything he's got as a coach in order to basically reestablish a completely new team under new leaders, develop confidence and trust in each other in order to be a contending football team. You know, I I don't know. All while the GM that struggled has to nail these picks. You know, that's, it's going to be a crazy time in Seattle. Again, maybe they could have something in store. 
that's going to blow the roof off all this. But for the meantime, damn, they are, uh, they are rebuilding for, for uh, you know, and then drowned out by the, the Russell Wilson Schefter bomb is the fact that Aaron Rodgers, uh, you know, and he got on to tweet that the deal's not done yet. Pat, Mc, Pat McAfee said that deal's not done yet, but Ian Rappaport tweeted that Aaron Rodgers is re-signing with the Packers for, I believe, four, f- four years, 200 million. Is that really what I read? I need to go back and look at that. Is that really what I read? Everything's just been moving so fast today. Let me see. Let me see. I did not. I didn't even save it. I didn't even. I didn't even retweet the Aaron Rodgers news. I know they're still working on it, so it's not a huge deal. But I want to know exactly what the numbers. What the numbers are. Four year, two hundred million. I was right. Four years, two hundred million. Mathematic. That's fifty million a year on average. Now it doesn't ever work out like that. But he, Rappaport said he got a guaranteed a hundred and fifty three million. Whew. Can you imagine signing a paper that guarantees you $153 million? It's a good thing Kyle Shanahan doesn't know any of us will be alive tomorrow. Hopefully Aaron Rodgers is alive to see that money. <laughs> You're so weird, Kyle. Yeah, completely drowned out. And right after that, I, I tweeted out the, you know, that the, uh, not the meme, but Yesterday's price is not today's price in regards to the 49ers and Jimmy Garoppolo. And I I know Jimmy Garoppolo is obviously not Aaron Rodgers, but anytime one of these quarterbacks goes away, their deal is settled. Things kind of get tense among these teams that need quarterbacks. So now that Aaron Rodgers is locked up, he's not going anywhere. That interest for any teams that were waiting to see what happened there, that is that's done. It's a done deal. Cross them off the list. So the price goes up for Jimmy Garoppolo. Period. You know, and, and the options are are limited. It was surgery, you know, mediocrity included. The price for Jimmy Garoppolo is going up. You know, and then Russell Wilson was was a very common rumor in regards in regards in regards to being available for a trade and now that's done now the broncos were among the quarterback needy teams and they got their quarterback so that kind of maybe might move the needle a little bit but not as much because russell wilson was traded now the seahawks need a quarterback could they (laughs) could they call the 49ers about jimmy garoppolo and would the 49ers be willing to trade jimmy garoppolo to the seahawks knowing what they have in jimmy garoppolo and saying okay we'll just go beat him i don't know that's a little silly but so the price for jimmy garoppolo has gone up you know all those quarterbacks that needed are all those teams that are needed quarterbacks the options are going away and the draft is not necessarily the place to go for quarterbacks this year. It's just not. It's not a good class. There might be two, three that go in the first round. Will one go and pick in the top ten? Probably, just because quarterback and they need him. But, damn. So the options are going away, and the price for Jimmy Garoppolo is going up. Now, speaking of Jimmy Garoppolo, Garoppolo, though, in addition to the 
avalanche of news we've already heard. Jimmy Garoppolo had his shoulder surgery today. Jimmy Garoppolo had his shoulder surgery today. And it apparently went well per Mike Garoppolo. And he's the plan and hope is Garoppolo is throwing well ahead of training camp. Only question is which team's camp it'll be. So, you know, I, I'm just not sure when Jimmy Garoppolo first, when that first surgery, that surgery was first announced, you know, I do think it impacts his trade value. Absolutely. But I don't think that it's going to deter a team from trading for him. I be I believe the market is still going to be strong. The 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 overall haul that the 49ers get for Jimmy Garoppolo may have been impacted by that surgery. But again, now that the options are drying up, teams need to make a move quick before somebody else does. There are still quite a few options out there that could absolutely be interested in Jimmy Garoppolo and would be a solid fit. Chris Biederman fired off a tweet earlier today. Pittsburgh Steelers, Washington Commanders, Indianapolis Colts, New Orleans Saints, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Carolina Panthers, Seattle Seahawks, Detroit Lions might be maybe wanting to move on off of Jared Goff, the Houston Texans if things don't go well with Deshaun Watson, even though they got a um, the you know that Davis the rookie that seems Davis Mills it seems pretty solid somebody they could maybe build around Philadelphia Eagles if they're not quite sold on Jalen Hurts that's a lot of options that is a lot of people calling the 49ers and saying what's it going to take to get James Francis Garoppolo what's it going to take to get that jawline over here coach we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast ditch the busy work use indeed for scheduling screening and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. So that's a ton of options. And like Steelers, Commanders, uh, I, I'm not going to get used to saying that for a while. Colts, Saints, strong options. Steelers, Commanders, Colts, Saints, strong. Buccaneers, still pretty strong. Tom Brady ain't walking back in that door, but maybe they can get his backup, who's just as good looking. Steelers, Commanders, Colts, and Saints. And I have seen Jimmy Garoppolo's name connected with the Colts quite a bit. And there's a little bit of a history there that we all know, unfortunately. The Colts are obviously the team that traded for DeForest Buckner, giving up the number 13 overall pick and immediately signing DeForest Buckner to a big expansion. They've got some money to absorb that salary cap. There's a relationship there. Chris Ballard, I believe, is the the GM. I mean, DeForest Buckner, 
is in that locker room saying, hey, I love Jimmy. He will immediately be one of the leaders of this locker room. He's solid on the field, and he's everything you want off the field. And the Colts seem to have a, a focus on that. And that maybe that's why they haven't been too pleased with Carson Wentz, because a lot of the complaints you've heard from him, because he had a pretty solid season. Not that he was always great, but he had a pretty solid season. Um, but it's kind of like off the field. Like, people don't like him. So what do you do? You bring in the most likable quarterback in the league right now. Not that he's – that's not saying much. I mean, it has nothing to do with his performance on the field. But Jimmy Garoppolo is one hell of a, a likable dude. So, you know, the Colts seem like a really, really strong option. Then you have Martin Mayhew, who I believe is fairly high in the front office for the Washington Commanders. Now, at the same time, you have a lot of bad blood between the Washington Commanders and Kyle Shanahan, who fired both him and his father. So, you know, would Kyle Shanahan be willing to send Jimmy Garoppolo to the Washington Commanders? Uh, you bet he would for the right price. There's a bad blood bonus in there. You better throw in another mid-round pick. You better throw in another third-round pick. I don't know. But you can bet your ass that that trade will cost a little bit more for Washington than it would for the Colts. I would be, I would be willing to bet, and I am not a betting man. So, so we're, we are getting to the point. We're coming up on free agency. I, I plan to jump on here later this week, probably Thursday evening to be released Friday, and just kind of talk through free agency. What positions do the 49ers need? What, what players are headed out the door that could influence those needs? What are some players the 49ers could move to, could, could aim for? And with free agency right around the corner, the 49ers would like to have Jimmy Garoppolo's twenty. $7 million salary off the books. So there is some, some, some incentive to move that ball. And you've got, like I said, Steelers, Commanders, Colts, Saints, maybe Bucks, Panthers are up there. You know, Seahawks, Lions, Texans, Eagles, they all kind of come with a little bit of a head shake. Like, well, I could, you know, maybe. But Steelers, Commanders, Colts, Saints, Bucks. Say it real fast, it becomes one word. Steelers, Commanders, Colts, St. Bucks. No, it's not working. But anyway, whatever. So, you know, things are getting interesting. And, and, I, and I would expect John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan have been on the phone today. And, have, you know, things could be in the works. I'm not saying I've heard anything. I'm definitely not saying that. But it, it just seems like it's time. The biggest... You know, wheels have turned. You know, I believe we're supposed to find out more about Deshaun Watson's case on Friday on whether or not he'll be indicted, I believe. And it seems like he will. I mean, I'm not a law guy, so I don't want to speak to any more on that. But, you know, once that hammer falls, then pun intended, then maybe that's what it takes for teams to say, okay, all those options are not existent anymore. Let's, let's call the 49ers and see if we can get at least a reliable, somebody that they can lean on a little bit in Jimmy Garoppolo. And what's crazy is like Aaron Rodgers just got four years, 200 million. Like there, there are quite a few quarterbacks now making 40 plus million a year. All of a sudden Jimmy Garoppolo, I mean, I could, I could roll over to, over the cap right now. I, I doubt they have Aaron Rodgers' um, deal on there, you know, as kind of the ranking. 
But let me see. Trying to look, is this based on total value? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Jimmy Garoppolo is the twelfth highest paid quarterback right now at twenty seven point five million a year. And you have Matt Stafford, who's right behind him by five hundred thousand dollars. Uh, Derek Carr is about to get a new deal, deal, so he'll jump over Jimmy Garoppolo. Tom Brady retired. And then it's a massive jump to Teddy Bridgewater. So Jimmy Garoppolo is basically the lowest paid quarterback of the the decent ones. You know, the ones that have gotten that second deal. So as weird as it is to say, and that doesn't include, you know, Aaron Rodgers deals, Aaron, but Aaron Rodgers already had a Jimmy Garoppolo. So he's not necessarily going to move Jimmy Garoppolo's spot, but he's going to jump up himself. And so Jimmy Garoppolo's deal is not like in terms of what quarterbacks are being paid, it's not really all that cumbersome. It could be a lot higher. Now it's just up to that team on whether they feel Jimmy Garoppolo is worth that amount of money. Um, you know, should Jimmy Garoppolo be paid a little less? Yeah, probably. But it's just not the way it is. And I think a team would be would be happy to take that on if it meant a little stability at that position, a little reliability. Now is Jimmy Garoppolo reliable? Even in a year where he played most of the games, he still suffered, you know, a serious thumb injury that he played through and then had to have soldier surgery. So Jimmy injuries are a big part of Jimmy Garoppolo's career, and that's something that's going to play into another team's decision. So, you know, a lot going on right now. A lot going on right now. And then kind of like in the background, or at least since we potted, is the 49ers announcement of, I believe, 14 different coaching staff moves. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. Yeah. 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. Yeah, 14 different moves. I'm not. I'm going to butcher these names, but I'm just going to run through them. Steven Adagoki is now the defensive quality control coach. James Craig, assistant offensive line. Brian Flurry, a uh, an interior promotion or a new title, is now the tight ends coach. Chris Forrester, offensive line and run game coordinator now, taking Mike McDaniel's spot. Joe Graves, assistant offensive line. Brian Grease, a former you know uh, television analyst, former quarterback, uh, is now the quarterbacks coach. There was a lot of discussion on what that meant. It was kind of a, a surprising hire. It, you know, has a little bit of back background with Kyle Shanahan and, and we'll see. I mean, a lot of people were just absolutely trashing it and, and I get it coming from, you know, there's probably maybe 10 other coaches that are highly qualified to coach quarterbacks that you probably could have gone with, but maybe Kyle Shanahan sees something there. I don't, I don't know. I don't know what Brian's going to, Brian Grease is going to bring to the table um, for Trey Lance. And I know obviously Trey Lance is working with people in the background too, uh, but we'll see. We'll see. Leonard Hankerson is now the team's wide receivers coach. Uh, Clay Kubiak is now the assistant quarterbacks coach. Anthony Lynn, obviously the former head coach of the Chargers, is now the assistant head coach and the running backs coach. Kind of a an interesting pairing there. You've got like a not a lower tier job, but you got a position coach's job and then assistant head coach. It's like he's near the top and 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 near the bottom middle ish sort of. Um, Asani Rufus of offensive quality control. Brian Schneider is, is coming on as the special teams coordinator, keeping with our Seattle Seahawks theme. Schneider was the, uh, the Seattle Seahawks special team coach, I believe for 10 years, like 2010 to 2020, something, something along those lines. 
Um, he's kind of his units have kind of ranged all over the spectrum from a top five unit, I believe, for five in, in five of his years, and then you know everywhere on the market. So he's had bad special teams, he's had great special teams. Uh, usually that kind of comes down to the personnel as well. So um, we'll see if the 49ers special teams is noticeably better, better because it can't get much worse other than saving the absolute bacon uh, against the Packers. They had a pretty rough year. Uh, Deuce Schwartz, man, what is that? Is that like a Duke Nukem sidekick? Duke Nukem and Deuce Schwartz. Just sounds like maybe it's, you know, the Deuce and then the Schwartz from Spaceballs. I'm going r- way off track here, but Stick with me. Stick with me. Do Schwartz. Just sounds like a character. Offensive quality control. Shout out to Do Schwartz. Uh, Bobby Slowick. Kind of one of the uh, the bigger names among the 49ers coaching staff. Him and Clay Kubiak are, uh, are some of the big names there. Um, he's going to be the offensive. Uh, Bobby Slowick's going to be the offensive passing game coordinator, which was, uh, I believe, Mike LaFleur's old job with uh, the 49ers, who is now the offensive coordinator under Robert Sala for the Jets. And then you've got Nick Sorensen as a defensive, uh, defensive assistant. And, all, you know, they have paragraphs on each one of these coaches. Um, we'll just kind of break them down as they come up, you know, in, in the future and, and what they're kind of working, you know, what their role with the organization is other than their title and what it looks like they're doing out there. Hopefully I'll be out to training camp and I'll be able to see these guys in action and just get you guys – some more detailed stuff, but you know, that's a lot of moves. That is the biggest turnover for 49ers coaching staff since Kyle Shanahan has been here. You know, I, that's, it's a lot of turnover. So we'll see if, if any of these coaching changes manifest themselves on the field, you've got some, you know, you got a brand new quarterbacks coach. The four, the 49ers are about to deploy their shiny new number three overall pick rookie quarterback and Trey Lance. You've got a new offensive passing game coordinator, You've got a new run game coordinator, which we knew those are big roles within the 49ers. You've got another assistant quarterbacks coach, and you've got another assistant head coach in in Anthony Lynn. So it seems strong. It seems solid, but I I don't know. We'll see. You never really know until these guys kind of get into the role and can their impact transcend the field? Can you see players improve underneath them? We'll see. We'll see. 49ers didn't uh, didn't tender any players with the franchise tag. No franchise tag. There weren't any really obvious candidates for it. The 49ers salary cap situation kind of demanded that they not do that. Um, so we'll see. Now, it was announced that the salary cap was going to be $208 million, which continues to rise from when it took that plummet during the salary cap. And the 49ers per over the cap are still $1 million over. So they're, uh, you know, they still have some work to do. Obviously they're planning on Jimmy Garoppolo's salary dropping off the books. They probably got a couple restructures in line. Maybe Eric Armstead, Jimmy Ward, some extensions that might free up cap space. And, uh, and that is taking into account the absolute bevy of free agents that are headed out this season. So the 49ers are in a little bit of a tough spot, but they started to pay their, their best players. Trent Williams got paid, um, Fred Warner got paid, George Kittle got paid, and Debo Samuel and Nick Bosa are right around the corner. So if the 49ers, let's say the 49ers trade Jimmy Garoppolo, and you're like, oh man, all that money off the salary cap now. Now they can make some moves. If the 49ers don't make big moves, just know it's because they know that whether it's this season or next season, they are re-signing Debo Samuel and Nick Bosa. And 
I mean, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. So they have to keep that room. They plan two, three, four years ahead. So they'll there will be a time relatively soon, whether like I said, whether it's this offseason or next, where those players are extended and they have to make sure they have the room for that. And then I think the 49ers might be kind of maxed out on big player contracts. That is why a rookie quarterback salary is so damn important. The 49ers already wasted one year of Trey Lance's rookie salary, but was it a waste? Maybe not. If it works out, definitely not. But now's the time to use that rookie quarterback salary. That will, If, if Trey Lance develops, that quarter, rookie quarterback salary will eventually turn into $40, $45 million a year. Mm, you know, so you better, you better get on while the getting's good. 49ers. Couple players, uh, Deshaun Hamilton, uh, wide receiver out of the Broncos, was released, and obviously they've got a pretty deep uh, receiving core. Now, the interesting, interesting thing about Deshaun Hamilton was, is it was reported that he was about to be traded to the 49ers last offseason, and literally, like on the same day he was going to be traded, he tore his ACL, and that was not quite a year ago. It was last offseason. So it wouldn't be quite a year ago now, but apparently he's fully recovered from that ACL recovery and he's ACL tear and he's ready to go. And uh, we'll see what kind of interest he draws. And and the fact that the 49ers were already were already interested is that's something to watch. At the same time, you've got Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, Jawan Jennings, um, Trent Sherfield, a pretty solid four receivers. You know, not that they could not add another one. I think Deshaun Hamilton would be a good addition. If he is healthy, come in there and compete for that third spot. Go for it. But, you know, I think the 49ers probably feel pretty good about the receiving core. There's also reported today that the 49ers are are interested, are a strong contender for J.C. Jackson, Patriots cornerback, one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Now, like I was saying, the rumored interest in J.C. Jackson is sweet, but do the 49ers have the 15 to $20 million a year it's probably going to com- take to get him? I don't know. Uh, will they have it? The answer is yes. Will they be willing to spend a massive chunk of it all on one player? I don't think so, but the 49ers, there are, there are quite a few veteran corners out there that that could be, you know, not J.C. Jackson, but solid additions. Casey Hayward, Levi Wallace, Fabian Morrow, J.C. Jackson, Eli. I'm not going to Eli Apple, Stephen Nelson, Desmond King, Darius Williams, D.J. Reed of the Seahawks, former 49er. I'm just kind of reading through uh, over the caps. Uh, free agent corners based on the percentages of snaps they played this year. I could switch it to APY, you know, the highest paid. You've got Stephon Gilmore and the Panthers. Um, I don't know how healthy he is. He didn't play all last season. Joe Hayden, Kyle Fuller, Chris Harris Jr., Patrick Peterson, Bryce Callahan, Jason Barrett is somebody they'd probably be interested in bringing back. Kevin King of the Packers, Xavier Rhodes, Darius Williams, a ton of corners that are slated to hit free agency. So if the 49ers can't snag the absolute top corner in J.C. Jackson, there will be a lot of other options there uh, to bring in a veteran to compete with the likes of uh, Emmanuel Mosley and um, the rookie that 
it's been that actually played pretty well. Man, my brain is absolutely fried. Turns out standing in the Fresno sun as we creep up on spring is not the business. And then trying to record an emergency pod. Okay, so you know, come me some slack. But y'all know what y'all know what I'm going for. Ambry Thomas, shout out to Ambry Thomas. K1 Williams, another corner, solid cornerback over the years. Started to look like he might be falling off. He's hitting free agency too. So you've got Diamador Lenore back there, former uh, you know, a rookie that that could develop and compete for that role, but they they should bring in a veteran. And I still think they're going to want to try and bring back Jason Verrett too. Now, obviously, you got to protect yourselves there from a very injury riddled career, but um, you, I would love to see Jason Verrett's you know story continue with the 49ers on some type of incentive laden deal where if he's on the field, he gets paid. But if you're not on the field, then you ain't get paid that much. So that's all I got for you. I mean that that was rapid fire, bam, 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 one one thing after the other, and and um, I, you know obviously for the last month or so we've been been recording on Thursdays, publishing on Fridays, but that was just too much not to jump on here and break it down with y'all. Um, what a crazy ass day! Aaron Rodgers staying with the Packers. They also are franchise tagging Devonte Adams, go Fresno State. Um, so Aaron Rodgers staying put on a massive salary. Russell Wilson headed to the Denver Broncos on a huge blockbuster trade. One of the biggest the NFL has ever seen. Um, Bobby Wagner, he's out. Rumored, uh, you know, trade bait in Tyler Lockett. Man, things are changing a fast. And uh, it's a good time for the 49ers to make a run. Keep competing with those Rams. Give them a run for their money. Let's see what Trey Lance has got. But the NFC West is... Just got a little bit easier. Just got a little bit easier for them Niners. So let's see what they got. All right, everybody. I appreciate you. Thank you for listening to Striking Gold. Conversations are taking place in the background about a co-host. They're taking place. So we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. I will let you know when I know. I appreciate you. Thank you guys for listening to Striking Gold. Thank you for making this podcast what it is. Please, you know, rate it on whatever you listen to it. Give us a stellar rating if you can, uh, if you believe in it. Um, make sure you're downloading, subscribing, listening, all that good stuff that supports the pod, that these, these that blue wire tracks. That's how you support the pod right there. Um, so keep supporting us. You have been, and I appreciate it. Uh, as always, I say it every time. I'm sure you guys are tired of hearing, hearing about it, but I can't not um always thank you guys we're just making the pod what is this um man what a news day i do plan on getting back on here uh probably thursday evening just talk a little bit of free agency before that date rolls around we'll see what we can come up with thanks folks i appreciate you before an earlier episode i'm rob this is striking gold and we are signing out <laughs>